Good morning, and it is June 28th, the feast day of the Sacred Heart, and my name is Chuck Wilson, and joining me today is my wife, Joanne, who has red glasses on Good today. Good morning! And uh, My we are, celebration glasses. Yeah, celebration. And we are missing Father Stosh Daly today, and maybe explain to the audience why Father needs some prayers today, Joanne. Well, we want to ask all of you to really pray for Father. He has a kidney stone. And, and any, I've had one. They are painful. <laughs> they Men say that it's more painful than childbirth, but they have never experienced childbirth. <laughs> Women say, no, I don't think so. <laughs> but Father, we truly, I ask you to, uh, this morning as Chuck is leading us in prayer, and all of you out there, please pray. It would be wonderful if we got even good news at the end of this program, because Father has a full plate scheduled and you know um, his schedule and his heart and also this is a day for a little sacrifice of redemptive redemptive uh, reparation so let's uh, keep father he's in got a big prayer. one he's got a big <laughs> no we don't have to give too many details <laughs> all right all right again this is a sacred heart hour uh, brought to you by saint gabriel radio am 820 uh, you can call in at 614-459-4820 or go on enthronements.com. And today we are celebrating the feast, and we'd like to open in prayer, and it's going to come from the Magnificat uh, on the Feast of the Sacred Heart. So in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Grant, we pray, Almighty God, that we who glory in the heart of our beloved Son and recall the wonders of his love for us may be made worthy to receive an overflowing measure of grace from the fount of heavenly gifts through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. And today as we open, uh, this comes from the Magnificat. Our Lord promised St. Margaret Mary that sinners shall find in my heart the source and the infinite ocean of mercy. And those who shall promote this devotion shall have their names written in my heart, never to be blotted out. And I think today for Joanne and I, this is a day of celebration but it's also hopefully a day for all of you to share about why homes and places need to be enthroned to Jesus Christ. You know, Chuck, I can see that down the road and little by little as Columbus is the heart of it all. And we have received a special grace of really our, the sacred heart, really Columbus and also Detroit. We are you know, we are a flame, a new fire that's burning for the Sacred Heart. But wouldn't it be great if we all wore red on this day and it wasn't a Buckeye Day or Valentine's and people would say, why are you wearing red? Well, it's the Feast of the Sacred Heart. So I just put that out there because more and more we need opportunities to share the good news. And the good news is about the enthronement 
and the graces and the promises given to our Lord by St. Margaret Mary. And that's what we're celebrating today is our Lord's most sacred heart. And, you know, our Lord said to St. Margaret Mary, he would bless each home where a picture of his sacred heart is exposed and honored. And today we're going to be talking about something that's uh, just in the last 24 hours is off the press. Uh, Breaking news. Breaking news. And here is the breaking news, Emily Jaminette, (laughs) uh, who's going to be sharing. uh, This is her fifth radio interview on the Sacred Heart, and we've called in the reserves with missing Father Stas Daly. Oh, it's Daly. going to be a great program now. Keep us, you know, yeah, we're not, keep your We're, we're not on. saying we're bringing her off the bench. We're just <laughs> bringing her in to ask her we're to... We're bringing her out of the kitchen. Out of the kitchen. So good morning, Emily, and uh, tell us a little bit what's been happening in the last 24 hours. Well, good morning, everyone. What a gift to be here on our Sacred Heart Hour. I just love this program and um, appreciate the fruits that come from this program. And um, I think I just want to pause for a minute and say on the Feast of the Sacred Heart, what a better opportunity to come together with the people you love. So be here with your parents and really um, seek that renewal of really the the heart of Jesus. And, And this day is rooted in two pieces. First, that reparation, doing good deeds, serving, you know, making up for those that lack, and also Thanksgiving. So my heart is overflowing with Thanksgiving. We um, we began an outreach program, a national launch, at um, first starting again with our enthronements.com. We have our blog, and we have been, um, it's been very well received, even by other news sources, picking it up and promoting what we do. But we realize that a lot of people don't even know what the word enthronement is, and they don't have, um, you know, the Sacred Heart Hour and Father Stosh to continue that message. So um, what we really have started to do is an outreach program that is welcomehisheart.com. And Welcome His Heart is the beginning steps to leading towards a relationship with Jesus Christ. So um, that's something that I've been involved in the last month, and I'm so grateful for the team that's helped with this project and really saying, you know, what happens if Jesus comes into your home? You know, what, what, what fruits can come from that? And, um, as my brother said last night on the vigil uh, leading up to this day, what would happen if you let Jesus into your house? You know, what could, you know, don't leave him there outside the door knocking. And I think that this program continues to reinforce the importance of the sacred heart, but really it's, it's a devotion that's not one and done. It is ongoing. And I think to maybe one barrier we have to overcome is to say, I'm not worthy to have Jesus come into my house. My house is a mess. (laughs) Or I'm just not worthy as a person. Well, that's part of it. My house also being the temple of my soul, my, you know. So how would you answer that, How would you answer that, Emily? Well, um, one of the things I'm privileged to do is to read a lot of the prayer requests and pass those on to the visitation sisters up in uh, Toledo and, and hear, you know, the hearts of our, our listeners and those seeking us out. And, and I think that that idea of being unworthy is, um, a plague throughout our culture where people feel unworthy to even sit in the pew at mass on Sunday morning. And yet, you know, it's a step of faith. It's a step leading in the right direction that the Lord will give you 
you know, everything you need. He's waiting there offering you the banquet of eternal life. It's us that needs to start participating. And I think that's what's beautiful about this feast day is it's that reset button, you know, and um, St. Margaret Mary. I, I do always like the reset button. And I mean, as a busy mom with seven children, we, we have to hit that button every day. So yes, I don't feel worthy. Um, I, I know that the listeners, um, there's a sense of awe, but I, I think it's not rooted in unworthiness, but more just at recognizing that God is God and we are his followers and we need to develop um, this understanding that our refuge is in his heart. Now, Emily, when you were on the program yesterday with Teresa Tamio, um, what what was it that uh, that came out of that program that touched you, or um, or where she is on her journey with the Sacred Heart? That's such a great question. Um, Teresa Tamio is such a champion for promoting our faith and really getting the message out about. Um, you know, issues pledging, uh, plaguing the culture. And before we went on to the program yesterday, she just said, I'm still so overwhelmed by abortion, you know, and you realize that every day she talks about that. She has to relay the news and talk about our culture and politics. But what we both concluded is that if people had that heart transplant, if they had a heart change, we wouldn't be battling it out in in the arena of politics. And so I think that what we're saying today and, and what we reiterated yesterday on the radio is that the Sacred Heart is our only hope. And, and that even that restoring our entire nation and the entire world. So I was touched by her personal comments and really thankful for her support with this outreach program. And, and I think that the national is about how do we replicate what we have learned and what we've experienced here in Columbus, the success of the men of the sacred hearts since, you know, the early sixties, these amazing organizations and, and say, how do we relight that fire and how do we do it quickly? Because families are really struggling and, and it's not just families. I receive a lot of notes from individuals, from the elderly that they say, I no longer at a point I can even attend mass or my pain is so unbearable you know, please help me. And all we can do is offer Jesus. You know, this is the Sacred Heart Hour, and uh, we're coming to you each Friday in the month of June. And then we'll go back on the routine of just the first Fridays. But again, for those that have uh, maybe thinking about enthroning their homes, have heard about it, certainly call in today at 614-459-4820. Oh, go on to enthronements.com. And we're blessed in Columbus and the diocese to have 40 missionary teams. Uh, Emily is the director of Sacred Heart Enthronement Network. Emily Jaminette is joining us. And uh, so there are not missionaries out there. So how are you promoting this now, Emily, without missionaries across the country? And I understand you're also overseas. Well, I think that's um, such a great question. And and really the reality is uh, this devotion is for church universal. This is a great solemnity, this feast day. And the idea even of enthronement was um, promoted by Father Mateo beginning in 1907. And it was not just for the people of Chile. It was for, you know, everyone. And, um, And that's what we're, the national is saying, let's replicate what we're doing here, but in a different model. So that different model is through self-enthronement kits that we can ship out. So if you are thinking um, of friends that 
maybe are living in Nebraska or Milwaukee or up in the East Coast or the West Coast, how can you help them? You can direct them to our, our website, welcomehisheart.com. And teach, and they can order a self-enthronement kit. They can download the manual so that then they can use the image. Because a lot of times families have very special sacred heart images that they um, have been in the family for years. So we're trying to accommodate. And the other thing is the reality is when on the national getting um, the packaging out, it was very expensive to ship to Canada. So what I would do or some of these other places, I'd say, okay, this is what it's going to cost. You please donate this amount because we got to cover our expenses. And, um, and it really also a lot of these families, the, I would say between 10 and 20% of individuals are either elderly and they can't afford the, the kit or, you know, young families that are really in a state of transition, crisis, unemployment, where they they need to have the kit donated. So we do have the ability to receive donations on um, our websites, and that's really where we are right now. We're in a a national campaign raising money so we can get this message out like a tremendous wildfire for God. Well, you've been on the radio the last two days, yesterday, and you'll be on it again today, one more. And last night, tell us about the launch. The launch that really officially kicked off this whole new beginning for your family with the Welcome His Sacred Heart. Yeah, the launch was really um, a fruit of a lot of investigation. You know, how do we promote enthronement to the people in our pew? You know, the, the peer in the pew sitting next to you every Sunday, how do you strengthen their faith? Because where where this is rooted in is is we're in a crisis of faith in this culture. And it's not just our youth. You know, we can't just say the teens are rebelling. We really have to say everyone is struggling. And how do we strengthen the family unit? So um, our launch was the beginning of a campaign to raise the funds we need to um, promote the Sacred Heart on that national. And like I said, we even have the capacity for international. Um, But, you know, getting this message out providing that stability and the infrastructure for um, really serving as uh, the key leaders in this. And I I think, Dad, you could even touch our mom that, you know, this is not a new, this is a continuation of a mission that is deeply rooted in the heart of the church. Yeah, and um, as we go back uh, all the way to St. John putting his head on the breast of Jesus all the way through St. Gertrude, um, and then finally with Father Matteo, who is really the father of starting the home enthronement uh, because of the breakdown that he saw of families happening in his home country. Was that Chile? Yes. Chile, and this was going to be the answer, is to enthrone Jesus family by family. And there was a congregation of priests that Father Mateo was part of called the Sacred Hearts of Jesus and Mary. And through that um, order, um, Father Larkin in 1943 started the Men of the Sacred Heart, which were these chapters throughout the United States. And in the 50s, early 60s, it was booming. Everybody knew about the enthronement. Everybody was having their home enthroned. And then we saw what was happening within our church and outside of the relativism coming. 
and all of a sudden people were removing religious obstacle uh, religious images from their homes and so the men of the sacred heart was no longer flourishing it was down to really one chapter in detroit and then we joined and through that a group of us decided we want to continue this but let's uh, what did you call rebrand it reintroduce it and uh, in a different way. So that's where the Sacred Heart Enthronement Network comes from. But it is right in the roots following the fruits of Father Mateo. Well, thank you, Dad. And Mom, what would you like to say? Well, you know, <laughs> I'm I'm hearing this and I'm so excited to just have you here, Emily, to just help launch because you have, as Gloria Anson would say, the fire in your belly. <laughs> To spread it, you have, you and John have seven children. You're in the middle of very active parenting. And, you know, sometimes as we have these programs, it can sound like, well, that's too simple. You know, I you don't understand my family. It's a mess. We've got so many issues. And yes, you know, Jesus is the answer. And as Father Stash would say and does say it's not that the problems will go away because it is through the cross that we will attain our salvation however you will have new tools for your toolbox and that you will be able to handle life so much better because once you have peace and once you have that awareness that our lord is truly You've given it over to him in your home. Things change. Things change. Now, is it overnight? I don't know. For some people, dramatic things did happen, like Gloria Anson's husband had his last drink the the night that they enthroned. For most people, it's probably more gradual. For our family enthroning in the 80s, I can look back now. And I can see our Lord's hand, and I can understand that we didn't understand, but we just did it. And that's really what we're talking about today. Just do it. Just open that door, and maybe Chuck, you're so good, he's the engineer, (laughs) to tell us, how do you do it? What are we talking about? What is the process in Columbus? Because we are so blessed. We do have 80 missionaries 40 teams so in columbus you're not alone that we are willing and and ready to come to your home to pray with you to get you started on that first day to come back and to witness your enthronement and really to pray for you and with you so you have um you really have the benefit of a, you know the as you call it the Moo Moo, the full works launch to really begin this in your family in a special way. Well, I think, again, if you're interested, go on enthronements.com. Go on enthronements.com, and it's a wonderful website, and it's going to help lead you through how to register and what this is about. But it's it's a two three three-step process. The first step is your willingness to say yes, and then doing the preparation to ready to be prepared, helping you prepare for your enthronement. 
Second of all, it's the enthronement. And thirdly, it's the honoring. And what we ask on the preparation is for you for a week to prepare as a family to enthrone your home to Jesus. And then on the enthronement day, we ask you if you can go to Mass, and if not, just go ahead and have a celebration. Bring your friends and family over and celebrate and enthrone Jesus. And then we're going to talk a little bit about more about honoring Jesus, because that's what he's asking for. Expose and honor my heart, and you will receive all the graces needed in your state in life. And we bring everything. We bring everything, and we witness you enthroned. And Emily, when you're talking with the national, how do you lead them into wanting to enthrone, and what's the process for the self-enthronement kit? Well, because we don't have missionaries nationally, I do have promoters. So, for example, um, I received a message from a deacon down in Louisiana that wants to be involved. We have um, people in uh, New Buffalo, uh, promoters in New Jersey, promoters who are across the country and um, even down in Alabama near EWTN. And what they do is they basically help point people you know, to the right direction of enthronement. So getting the messaging out in the bulletin. But typically what the individuals do is order a kit because we are a national 501c3. And I think that, you know, it's very important to have that fiscal responsibility. It's one thing um, locally, but on a national level, if people order the kit, then, um, you know, there's everything's the, the books are all clear. Everyone knows where the money's um, coming in or going. And we do ask for a donation. And a lot of times people will donate on behalf of a somebody who can't afford to donate. Because I think that's um, important to understand that this is the body of Christ working together. Um, on the National, we send a kit, a box that comes in the mail. It's maybe around $10 to ship even that box. But in it has the image of the Sacred Heart the manual, the rosaries, the prayer cards, the brochures. And, um, you know, our challenge is for that box to come alive like my parents. You know, they're not (laughs) sitting there in that room um, consoling the person. So there's a lot of emailing back and forth. How can I help you? How can we pray for you? How can we support you during this time of enthronement? And um, I think the what what's kind of universal is people are saying, they don't want to just enthrone for themselves. They're thinking about their family members. They're thinking about those that aren't practicing the faith, or those that were deceased or those that, you know, there's some some real trouble. So what we like to do is point back to the promises and say, you know, Jesus said, I will, you know, bring peace to families. And I, I think for all of us, we know family does not just mean um, who's living in your home in that day is your family. Your your family is a very broad word. And that's where we place our trust in Jesus, you know, and um, as a mom, again, with these seven children, my parents being the grandparents, you know, you can see there's a lot of ups and downs, but we definitely need to uh, learn that that trust. And what is the suggested donation for the self-enthronement kit? That's a great question. Um, the suggested donation is $40. And um, the majority of that does go to covering, uh, like I said, around $10 even just to ship. Uh, we have frame, packaging, images, manuals, support websites. So our $40 um, suggested donation is to keep us 
shipping kits, it doesn't necessarily sustain the ministry. So now, now in, this has been a big month for you, right? Actually, it's been a fabulous month. It's been our best month in sending out these kits. Um, since yesterday, I received 12 more orders, um, over 1,500 visits to our website. And a lot of people, it's going to take a lot of work to educate them on why to even enthrone. So we do, if your listeners are not um, part of our newsletter, if you've already enthroned, go to enthronements.com and sign up because um, we send feast day reminders. We give you up-to-date information. I have a newsletter coming out um, on Sunday that will prepare you for the month of June. We always have a note from Father Stosh daily that you can really set your your month um, straight with just a gentle message reminding you the main theme of the month. It's got the prayer intentions by our Holy Father. It's some great links. And so I'm excited about what we offer because, as my parents keep saying, it's also ongoing. It's also that honoring. Keeping, also, keeping it alive. And also there are people that request that really can't afford even that donation. So that's where the donation envelope comes into play that you can, besides your $40 suggested donation, you can, you can send in a donation. So others who cannot afford anything, some of them, no one can go without the gifts of the enthronement. Yeah, it's a, it's it's been a leap of faith to say please just donate. Yeah. When I, um, you know, as a mother of seven, I, I look at those every single, you know, crumb in this house of of you know just the importance of fiscal responsibility. But there goes to a point where you really have to trust that the Lord is going to provide and help you with this tremendous mission of you know. And, and I, I think it's important to understand that we're talking about providing people the need, the means, the tools the experience that takes place in the home. This is not something that they're doing at church and they're, this is something that's really personal. And as my mom said, you know, bring your intentions to the Lord. What is, what is trial? You know, what are your heavy trials? You know, Jesus says, come to me all that are burdened and I shall give you rest. And that's not just when you come to mass on Sunday morning, but he wants that, that experience of in the home being, converted in your very own home. So it's a unique ministry. It's, I don't know another one like um, the enthronement really project, the enthronement mission that we have here, because it's, it's about the people that say yes to Jesus. Well, when I, there was an article in the Catholic times by Rick Jarrett and I'll have Emily comment on this, but he says on Friday, June 28th, which is today is the feast of the sacred heart. There's no greater love than that of our Lord. The Sacred Heart burns with love for every one of us, just as he gave his life for each of us. Imagine someday when we will be enveloped, and that's enveloped in his love for eternity. Devotion to the Sacred Heart is something that can transform and sustain us along with the Eucharist. And today, our Lord is asking all to go ahead and get to Mass today, receive Jesus, and receive his body and blood, and be prepared, and then act of reparation. And in doing so, we have the the Mass tonight with the bishop at 7 o'clock at Sacred Heart 
church downtown. We have a mass out at St. Matthew's at 7 with Father Sill celebrating the Feast of the Sacred Heart. And then we have the mass at Blessed Sacrament uh, with Father Wilson. And that w- they will also be enthroning the parish to the Sacred Heart. And they've been preparing for nine months, a nine-month novena, to really focus in on Jesus. So, Emily, any thoughts on the article by uh, Rick Garrett or on these masses coming up, but getting people to mass today is important. Yeah, I just um, provide everyone that invitation back to the heart of Jesus and recognizing that, you know, this is a day of new beginning. Maybe you're feeling like, um, like my mom mentioned, maybe unworthy, but it's really not about being unworthy. It's really about stepping up. And, you know, Jesus, when he appeared to St. Margaret Mary and he asked for these acts of reparation, they're rooted in love. You know, receiving Jesus and the Holy Communion is a gift to us. It's not a chore. It's it's really an opportunity for tremendous grace. And we don't even know the impact that will have on our city, our community and beyond. And um, if you are here in Columbus, Ohio, you would know this has been a very difficult month for you know, the understanding of what is love. It is a month that sends confusing messages, you know, um, rooted in good intention. But, you know, Pride Month here has, has been very confusing. And I think that this is the opportunity to say, what is real love? It is Jesus's love. And we can go to Mass. We can receive the sacrament. And that's an invitation to our Lord. We can go more deeper into his heart and we can entrust everyone in everything and you will you will not be disappointed and we do need to repair reparation is really repairing and i think just to begin to make those little sacrifices to realize that even though our sins are forgiven we need to do repair well and this is good news i mean father joe lodge who was a special priest, and God bless his soul and our family, he said this would be good news. We should be celebrating, and we should be opening that door to Jesus. So if he is knocking today on your door, uh, you need to let him in. He is knocking on the well, door. Well, he is knocking on the door. See, that's why the two of us are almost one. We help each other. But he is knocking, and let him in by going to enthronements.com. And we're going to go ahead and end this session, but we want to thank Emily Jaminette. And now, when is your next radio so interview? So, 9 a.m., uh, please join me after this hour on XM Radio, the Catholic Channel. So, I'm excited to talk to Guy Lloyd about enthronement and the important feast day and really an opportunity even to our satellite XM listeners and how they can grow closer to the heart of Jesus. And we're going to be welcoming the executive director of St. Gabriel Woo-hoo! Radio. Bill Messerly, and uh, Bill is going to talk about we need to get on to the offense and no longer play defense. So let's close in prayer. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. O most holy heart of Jesus, fountain of every blessing, I adore you, I love you, and with a lively sorrow for my sins, I offer you this poor heart of mine. Make me humble, patient, pure and wholly obedient to your will. Grant, good Jesus, that I may live in you and for you. Protect me in the midst of danger. Comfort me in the afflictions. Give me health of body, assistance in my temporal needs, your blessings in all that I do, 
and the grace of a holy death. Amen. And please heal Father Stash daily. Amen. Toddlers are utterly free, maybe too free. In the quiet moments after communion the other day, my three-year-old repeatedly shouted, I tooted. (laughs) They don't care what people think of them. They actually don't really worry about anything. Who's going to pay the bills? Where's my next meal going to come from? They get in their car seats without asking, where are we going? They fall asleep in those car seats and wake up somewhere else and never wonder, what happened last night? (laughs) That's because they know they have a father and a mother who love them and look out for them. So they're free to enjoy the ride. As we get older, we have responsibilities and stresses that pile up on us. But it's important to remember that we still have a Heavenly Father who loves us. And no matter how crazy things get, He's looking out for us. And from the eternal perspective, everything's going to be fine. You know what that means? It means we can enjoy the ride. This is Chris Stefanik from ReallifeCatholic.com. I worked in pro baseball for a long time, and we play on Sundays. And it was an easy excuse. Uh, I took the easy out and just didn't go to Mass. Uh, When I was in college, I ended up having a lot of questions about my faith, and I ended up leaving the church. I might have gone to church, you know, at Christmas time. Gradually quit going. Went through a divorce and um, ended up being a single parent. If I didn't have church or God, I, I, I would be back at that lonely stage, that trouble stage. Whenever you get anxious and worry about things, you just know that Jesus has it under control. Now that I'm back in the Catholic Church, I'm a new person. I love it. And it's a place where I feel accepted for who I am. When you come home to the, to the church, you're coming home to a Catholic family where people today just embrace you. I have a peace when I walk through the doors of the Catholic Church, like that's where I belong. If you've been away from the Catholic Church for whatever reason, we invite you to take another look. Visit CatholicsComeHome.org today. Good morning. My name is Chuck Wilson, and I'm joined by my wife, Joanne. Good morning. And we have a special guest, Bill Messerly. Yes, and we do. for those just tuning in, we're missing Father Stosh Daly. Very much. And what's happening with Father, Joanne? Well, Father has a kidney stone. Oh. <laughs> Chuck's had three of them, yeah. so he really can sympathize, but uh, not to take it, you know, lightly. But we are asking those of you out there hearing this program in a special way, please pray for Father that I'm I'm just asking the Lord that by the end of this program, he can have a healing. Wow. And we're coming to you live on St. Gabriel Radio, AM 820. It is the Sacred Heart Hour. And we will open in prayer in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. amen. And this is the second prayer in the Magnificat. O God, who in the heart of your Son, wounded by our sins, bestow us in mercy, and the boundless treasures of your love, grant, we pray, that in paying him the homage of our devotion, we may also offer worthy reparation through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever, Amen. Amen. And Joanne, people, I've always had a problem. I'm a convert. I've always had a problem with that word reparation. Why do I have to? I mean, if I was a Protestant, I I was in the book. I didn't have to. I didn't have any sorrow for my sins. Well, you know what I think about it in 
our Lord speak to us in science and nature, but for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. And reparation is really repairing the damage that is done through our sin in the body of Christ. And so it's really a need, a need to make that repairing. And even though our Lord forgives our sins, and they are forgiven through the sacrament of reconciliation in a special way, and grace is given, but we need to make repairs. And part of that repairing is really our heart, is tenderizing our heart and transforming our heart more and more to the sacred heart of Jesus. And that's what this day is all about. That's what the enthronement is all about. It's about a heart transplant. And it is the Feast of the Sacred Heart today, June 28th. And for those, our Lord is asking as many as possible to receive him today in communion, go to Mass, and then have that time for reparation today. That's why we've set, the church is set apart this day every year. And it's the day that follows the octave eight days later from the body blood and body of Jesus Christ feast day, which was eight days ago. So go to Mass today, Sacred Heart Church downtown at 7, St. Matthew's at 7, Blessed Sacrament at 7, and Blessed Sacrament's doing their enthronement today. And, you know, people have said, well, like, what do I do? I mean, how do I begin? And oftentimes we begin anything with the smallest of steps. It can be as little as don't put salt on, you know, whatever your chicken salad or cream in your coffee, but do it with the intention of love. Do it with uh, Jesus. I love you. I do want to make repairs for my sin. So, you know, sometimes the hardest thing is just beginning. And Bill, I know last night we had a great night as a launch. You've been very involved with this, with Bill Zierzo and yourself and Jeff Salinger and Emily, and really coming up with a manual, particularly for those outside of Columbus, that can reach families and have families open that door to Jesus and then also continue to honor Jesus. So tell us a little bit about last night, this launch, and why we're launching everything right now. Very exciting. And how do we get on the offense? Well, that's a good question. Uh, I think it comes down to how we perceive ourselves. And I think in our culture now, we are perceiving ourselves as uh, facing an enemy that cannot be defeated. Many times, I think, we are like uh, in the book of Numbers, uh, Joshua and Caleb, and they were two spies for the Canaanites, and they were asked to scout out the territory, and they came back, and they believed that they could overcome the Canaanites. But everybody in the camp, the other soldiers, thought that they were grasshoppers, is the word that Scripture uses. Mm. And don't we think that we're grasshoppers now, Mm. that we don't have any power ourselves through God to change anything. And to go on the offensive, uh, the rooted tradition of the 2,000-year tradition, the love of Christ, to bring that love of Christ in the home and to trust Christ that he will honor his promise, that he will bring peace, 
that he will bring prosperity, that he'll bring graces to the family, as opposed to thinking, I can't do anything because the tide of the culture is too strong. And Bill, um, when you and Jenny decided to enthrone your home, um, what was the deciding factor? Um, Because I think we have listeners out there that are saying, I don't know whether I'm worthy or I don't know whether my home is nice enough for people to come in, uh, for missionaries to come in. So tell us a little bit about what you personally experienced before and after. Well, I think uh, we enthroned our home because you, Chuck Wilson, and Joanne Wilson were willing to share it. And I think that that's the only way that Christ's love will spread. Hmm. Uh, And it's the only way that the enthronements have been spreading is through missionaries or people that are willing to share it, locally especially. And that spark is now launched nationally with the Sacred Heart Enthronement nationally. So I encourage all of you, to read about the Sacred Heart today, to get things in right order. The right order is to love God. And we talk about reparation, but that's simply what reparation is, to put things in right order. And much like when uh, I had a family of 12 uh, kids in our family, if one of us uh, was disobedient or did something out of the ordinary, we could make it up. We could make things right for even others by being respectful to our parents. And it's similar to that with our relationship with God, that even though I might sin, your honor and your your devotion of God today can put things right in a strange kind of way. Um, but anyway, I, I just want to encourage you today to really open your heart to Jesus' love. The one thing that strikes me the most about the history of the Sacred Heart is, um, let's see, let me get it here, is when St. Gertrude the Great was given the gift of placing her head on the heart of Jesus, just like St. John did at the Last Supper. And she said his heart was pulsing, that it's indescribable how much love was exuding from his heart. And that's the heart that he wishes to have in your home. But it takes, you know, not thinking you're a grasshopper, but knowing who you are, a child of God, and that you can do something about it. And, and that's kind of what we're talking about with this national launch of the, uh, the Sacred Heart. And then to hopefully invite others to do it, because I think that's the, the way it really spreads, is you gave us the invitation. We wouldn't have necessarily done that without your loving invitation, but we did, because you loved it, and, and we and wanted we, to love it, too. And we have a lot of listeners today that have family members outside of Columbus. Mm-hmm. So maybe just share a little bit about the new manual, the thought behind it, and how can they help their families, as you say, help their families experience the love of Christ? Yeah, the, the, uh, the, new, uh, the new manual is so simple. And it's easy to follow. So it's just a few steps. It gives a little background and a lot of pictures. So if you're like me, more of a Dr. Seuss mentality, uh, this is not, of course, a jovial. It's very serious. But it gives you a rootedness in, um, in the beauty of the Sacred Heart. Uh, has a gentleman with his son and their family playing in the backyard and gives a beautiful quote that St. Teresa of Calcutta gave us, do not let the past disturb you, just leave everything in the sacred heart and begin again with joy. So those uplifting messages are part of this, um, this new guide. It's easy to follow, just takes a little bit of time, 15 minutes a day, uh, starting Thursday, you pray again as a family on Friday, do that on Saturday as well, and then you have the enthronement Sunday, you attend Mass together, 
and then you go to your home and you consecrate the home by having the, the head of the household place the image of the Sacred Heart onto a throne of distinction in your home. And that you're all asking for God to be the center of your life. It's an active way of taking control of your life by giving all control to Jesus. And also, and you mentioned there was a gentleman with his children. This isn't just for total intact families. This is for everyone. For single families, this is for uh, people in nursing homes and College dorms more and more are wanting the protection of the Sacred Heart in that space. And it's also if other members of the family might not be on board, that, you know, that invitation for our Lord really puts them all in his Sacred Heart. And those who are in the military or living far away, it's really, you know, just let him in. Mm. Let him in, as they say, you know, come as you are, and he will change you inside. You know, we had uh, Emily Jaminette, the director of the Sacred Heart Enthronement Network, which is the national on this morning, and she has another radio interview at 9. But, Bill, she mentioned this month alone, we're going to almost have 75 self-enthronement kits Set out going all over the country, all over the country, even international, international. And I think that we are just this is like a a drop in the water. (laughs) I mean, considering all the souls out there. But I thought of Bill, we want to thank you, the Sacred Heart Hour, uh, for allowing this program every month. And we want to thank the Catholic Times for their great article. And we want to thank all the priests that have now starting to recognize the answer to all the issues out there today is Jesus. That's the answer. And Bill, maybe help us understand how can we get on this offense today? Because you started off saying that in in many cases, people are almost saying that battle's gone. We've lost the battle. And I thought last night you gave a talk, and I, as you know, I played hockey, but you, you <laughs> gave a talk. Oh, we last were night. fired up. Yeah, you, you gave a talk, and maybe just briefly share that talk about the 1980 USA hockey team against the Russians, but how you related it to the Sacred Heart today. Well, first of all, you know, the USA hockey team was a, up against insurmountable odds. They were playing a team of Russians that were professional athletes, groomed over many, many years. They had won four gold medals prior to 1980 consecutively. They outscored their opponent uh, 177 to, I think, 32. Mm. Something unbelievable. They were men among boys internationally against men. Well, they were playing the USA hockey team at an average age of 21, the youngest team wow. in hockey history for the United States. And at the time, they were all amateurs. But Herb Brooks did a great thing. And it all started with he chose young men to be on his team that were good hockey players, but they had a heart and a desire mm-hmm. to be team members. And they were, in many cases, not the ones that uh, an expert from the outside would have chosen, maybe much like what we are. 
aren't we? We may not be We're the, the top shelf. Yeah, we might, <laughs> we might not be the top, top shelf, but we can have a heart. And desire and will is the, the, the heart of this whole team and is the heart of what I'm asking you to do today as you consider enthroning your home to the sacred heart. It does take work. It takes courage to do this. Um, but he starts his speech before he reached the, or he, uh, he, he lets the players uh, play the game against the Russians. And that was for the gold medal. This is, well, this is actually to play for the gold medal. Okay. It was the game before the gold right. medal game. Okay. Um, but um, they had also played these same Russians a couple of days before the Olympics and got beat 10 to 3. So they already ah. knew that they were outmatched. Ah with every logical um, uh, histor- historical um, fact. But then they faced them, and then they found out the truth. They, don't, they aren't a match for these Russians. But isn't that similar to yeah. the problems that we have in our homes? Yeah. I know that you have problems in your home that are insurmountable. You see that there is no logical way to get this, this family into the heart of Jesus. So as you're listening to this speech that Herb Brooks gives to his players, think about what this is saying to you. But he starts his speech and he says, Great moments are made out of great opportunities. That's what you have here today. If you play the Russians ten times, they might win nine. But not tonight. We can skate with them. We can shut them down. Tonight, we're one of the greatest hockey teams in the world. You're born to be hockey players, just like we're born to be saints. And we're meant to be here today with our own story and our own family. This is your time. Their time is over. I'm sick and tired of hearing about the Russians. And aren't you sick and tired of hearing how you can't have a family centered on God? This is your time. Go out and take it. And then the men went out. They won 4-3 to three against the Russians that could never have beaten logically. But they did it with teamwork, and they did it with trust that they could do it. You need to trust Christ's promise. He promises 12 things to us. If we place his loving heart into your home, if you place that loving heart in his home and you honor it, that you walk by that picture from time to time, and it's not the picture, it's not magic, it's a matter of your heart loving his heart. And if you remember that heart, you renew that love of his heart, he promises you peace and the grace to overcome those many, many, many obstacles that there is no logical um, solution for in your life. So take a... Take a lesson from wow. that 1980 hockey team oh. that God is in control. Well, and I think... Awesome, Bill. You know, the odds against that team, and I love it the way you said the families are facing the same odds. Maybe the, more. Or maybe, maybe more. Maybe more. But the difference was they were willing to believe in themselves yeah. and believe that they could go out and perform at a level and win that game. And I think that's what we want you to do in your home today is to have faith and believe. 
Go to enthronements.com. Find out how you can open that door to Jesus. And don't allow it to be shut, but open it, because he is the answer. And that's what this Feast of the Sacred Heart is about. Once a year, we celebrate this feast. It's not like, you know, well, it's just another feast. This is the Feast of Jesus. This is all, this is, you don't get any better feast day than this one. And we have to open up our hearts, open up our doors, Call in 614-459-4820. And Joanne, what was your thoughts when you were hearing Bill? Fired up. Fired you know, up. I was thinking also. <laughs> You're going to ice uh, skate, aren't you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, first, you know, they had to be willing to join the team. Yeah. First, these 21-year-olds, they knew the Russians. Russian, the word is scary, especially back then. And they knew about who they would be facing. And they couldn't have, you know, the self-doubt to say, oh, oh, thank you for inviting me, but um, no, I'm really not equipped to come up against it. First, they had to be willing to get on that ice and to just uh, be counted in as a member of the team. And we need to also say we want to be counted as a member of, of our Lord's team and of, you know, of his church, of his, you know, I am one of his little sheep and he will be my shepherd. And I need you, Jesus. We need to just give him that. Yes. And I, you know, I also think of David and Goliath and I think of little David and, you know, visionaries have equated the five smooth stones to prayer and fasting, and God's holy word, and converting our hearts, and spreading that peace. Really, it's the same. It's like, how many times does he have to tell us the same thing? And the same thing is, he is the way, the truth, and the life. You know, Period. I, yeah, and I think, uh, Joanne, as you said, <clears throat> and Bill, it's time for us. And I like that challenge oh, last night too. because we had a launch to help fund the Sacred Heart Enthronement Network initiative so we can really spread this nationwide, Father Mateo. But it's time we go on the offense. It's time. Yes, it is time. And I really am so glad that you mentioned those five smooth stones for David. And one of them is fasting. Yeah. And one of the things that Father Mateo did when he invited families, the whole family, to place Christ at the center of their home, is that he said that the person initiating this enthronement for the family, and sometimes it might be a child, sometimes it might be one it of the parents. It has been a child at times. Yeah. But, um, mm-hmm. but it might take a little bit of fasting and prayer for you to pre- prepare for that mm-hmm. discussion. But go in confidently. So, you know, download this um, easy-to-follow, uh, step-by-step uh, enthronement guide, it's not the final destination. It's the beginning of a journey of your family, centering yourself on the love of God and to better understand that love of God. And in Columbus, go ahead. <clears throat> and if you've had your home and throne, renew it today perfect on the feast. Day. Perfect day to renew it. If you haven't, uh, go to enthronements.com. And if you're interested in becoming a missionary of the Sacred Heart, 
go on enthronements.com and leave a note and we will contact you because our objective is to have a missionary in every parish in the diocese and because we see the importance that every home today needs Jesus and Father Mateo who founded this movement of the enthronement said so goes the family so goes society as the family goes the family is the unit and I think Bill last night you really touched me when you said we can no longer remain passive we have to get on the offense because it's the family unit yes that is what God has created to be his domestic church and just as Joanne said earlier, just take a baby step, right, Bill? Just right. a baby step. Turn on AM 820, yep. just an hour a day. Read the scripture, get the mass, and then open your door to Jesus. And really, the, we have so many helps today. We have Catholic Radio, which we need to continue to support. What would we do? We, we can't take it for granted. Because we are the ones supporting it and making it happen. And I, there were so many wonderful other helps, like the Magnificat. And, you know, I'd like to read the first paragraph of the meditation today. Every day in the Magnificat, there's a meditation that helps you. Because part of this enthronement, big part, is honoring it's exposing and honoring his most sacred heart. And we honor his most sacred heart by fully participating in a deeper way into the sacramental life of our church. And, you know, the Magnificat gives us that inspiration every day. St. Margaret Mary said, if you only knew how much merit and glory there is in honoring this loving heart, of the adorable Jesus and how great will be the recompense for those who strive only to honor it. Yes, it seems to me that this intention alone will gain for them more merit, will make their actions more pleasing before God than everything else they can do without this intention. That's from St. Margaret Mary. And I think as we come to a close, the challenge today that we're, putting out to all the listeners is to number one get the mass today and i have to make a correction the mass at sacred heart church tonight is at six o'clock it's at six o'clock with the bishop seven o'clock and parking is limited and parking is limited so you can park over at uh, saint john the baptist in front don't park in back (laughs) i understand from our program director David Orsborne, they will tow you if you park in back. So go ahead and uh, so forth. Uh, Park in front and Blessed Sacraments at 7. But as we close, it's that invitation that we're giving you to open that door to Jesus. And we bring everything. Just open the door. Open the door. And if you have a relative somewhere, tell them to go on the new website, Welcome His Heart. Dot com, and you can go on enthronements.com also and order the self-enthronement kit so that you can open that door for relatives. So with that, we're going to go ahead and close in prayer, and we're going to close with my daily offering. Name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, 
I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world. I offer them for all the intentions of your sacred heart, the salvation of souls, reparation of sin, and the reunion of all Christians. And I offer them for the intentions of our bishops and all the apostles of prayer, and in particular for those recommended by our Holy Father this month. Amen. Amen. Pray for Father Stas daily, and we just hope that his kidney stone moves and he can get out of pain. And also, just have a wonderful feast day and make it special for your family. Thank you, and God bless. God bless.